What's going on, everybody? We are back with another hour on a new day with Back Street Sports. Man, we are late. A little less than an hour yeah, now. Just, you know. You know. All, all I got to say is this, because I'm in a ripping mood right now. I really am. I am in a straight up ripping mood today. How in the world are you going to call a meeting before the show and you the last one to show up? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's fair point. So you make a good point. That's so, all I'm uh, saying. Like I said, I'm in a ripping mood. But before we really get started with all the ripping and whatnot, just real quick, um, I know Mother's Day is coming up. So shout out to all the moms out there. You know, shout out to our personal moms listening to us. You know, we really appreciate the love and support. Love you, mom. Especially, you, you know, me personally in particular. Thank you, Mama T. For putting up with my stuff because I know it's it's not easy putting up with me. It's, I hear you. Yes. So, <laughs> thank you. You sound like you're in a ranting mood today. I am. I am. I, I'm, I'm chopping at the bit. We got a lot to talk about today. I'm chopping at bit. Oh, think, and real quick, people, if you've missed any episodes, guess what? You can always go to thackerportfolio.wordpress.com, hit radio shows and podcasts, and you'll be able to listen back on all our shows. For all sure. Right. Do it. All right, fellas. We all watched that Sixers game the other night. Um, I don't really want to. I mean, we got steamrolled. But I really want to dive in deeper onto this as a whole. Um, I just think it, it, Joel Embiid is so important to this team. And when he doesn't, you know, when he's not healthy and doesn't play up to his, you know, standards, the, the team loses. No, and it's honestly, we could be playing anybody, any team that's decent. We're in trouble. Now, with that being said, if he's healthy for game six and seven, I don't see why we can't win. But I want to see I, – I don't know. I, the way his stomach's bothering him lately, he can, he can barely run up down the I court. But don't I don't see any way they win this series. I just don't. After looking at the way they played on Tuesday, I straight up just don't see it. I'm sorry. But what I said a couple shows ago about what Stephen A. Smith said about Ben Simmons limiting this team, it is coming to fruition. My my beef is not with Joel Embiid. Yes, he is sick. And do I think that after the rumors I'm hearing about him not really taking care of his body, does he need to take care of his body more? Yes. Yes, he probably does need to hire nutritionists to make sure that he stays in shape and to avoid these type of things. But Ben Simmons is really... The ire of my anger today. I have never been so upset at a player because of his lack of abilities. Seriously. He is essentially a center playing point guard. He is a center with passing skills. And he's destroying this offense. This is not a half-court offense when he's out there. He is 4-5 and five in a half-court. And even when he's driving, he's passing the ball. Why are you passing it? Your one skill is to drive and finish at the rim. My goodness. I don't care if you get hacked at this point. You're holding this team back. And I'm sick of it at this point. T. T. Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. okay. You know, T. Uh, just. I was telling you um, before the show that I, uh, I, I got home the night of game five. I turn it on and I see, oh, it's 103.75. Well. This happened, and for the two minutes I had the game on, <clears throat> I don't know who said it, someone on the broadcast team, and I feel like it really favors our arguments about Ben Simmons from last week's show. They were talking about the limited time that Ben Simmons has been playing in this series, and that just goes to show how much of a one-dimensional player he is. It's because, ridiculous. <laughs> because, look, I feel like when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, he's been, he's looked all right, not nothing fantastic, but when one of your top players, you can only play maybe two thirds of what he played in the regular season, because, like you said, he has been holding this offense back. He has not looked like the Ben Simmons that I've seen in the past. And when one of your top two guys can't play out there regularly, that's going to hold this whole team back. And that requires pisses me off. And that requires other guys to step up. Now, I, I feel like Jimmy is Jimmy Butler has been doing everything he can. No, definitely for this team, definitely. But I don't know. I I feel like that just goes to prove our our points about Ben Simmons being a one dimensional player. Right. Right. Well, 
two things uh, you said about our top two player not playing his best, and he's averaged only 10 points each of these games, even when we Ten do win. 10 stinking points. 10 points, and under, too. And then what you said about Jimmy Butler playing his best, earlier I thought he was playing his best to show us that he deserves that max contract, but now I'm seeing maybe he's just showing other teams what his best is. He doesn't want to be a part of this sinking ship anymore. And it is essentially a sinking ship. I hate to say it. It's a stinking, stinking, sh- sinking ship. <laughs> stinking, like, sinking? Nah, just... Oh, my goodness. I'm just... Oh, I'm so angry at this point. But, just, listen, listen, listen. We all know we have talent on this team, right? We've seen it all season long. Just, I think the way it's constructed, and, you know, Elton Brand did everything he could at the deadline, um, even before that, getting Jimmy Butler, um, everybody he could. Uh, get any talent wise to come in here and try to you know propel us to a championship run um, but I just think having Simmons at the point guard and, and watching that game the other night not that I mean we just we got beat flat out you know I can't take much away from it um, they showed up and we did it you know we had an injury our star was injured um, and sick at the same time so um, as for the game you know there's nothing it's in the, you know, it's in the past now obviously but you know there's nothing we can do about it. we got two games looking ahead um, for me Joel Embiid, we saw in Game 3 how dominant he was when he was healthy. He's out there having fun, like he said in the post game. You know, he's having fun. That's when he's his most dominant. But then you come to see him watch him in Game 4. He has seven points, and then, like, couldn't bear. I mean, he, he was even worse in Game 5. I mean, you saw him on the bench. He could barely run him down the court. I, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this because I've heard it from both sides. A lot of people are ripping him um, for, and, you know, being a star player, saying, look at Jordan had a sick game. He dropped, like, 50 points. You just got to fight through it. Other fair. people have come to his, his side and said, hey, listen, you're sick. You, you can't, you know, it's all mental. You can't run up and down the court. You know, it, it hurts and it hinders, you know, your play. Fair point. Um, I definitely agree with the Jordan take as a person who's seen that game multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you do just have to fight through it. But at the same time, at that point, I also bring in the question, what the heck is up with this medical staff? What the heck are y'all doing? Are you a Dr. T? No, I'm not a doctor. Dr. T? No. No? Just, uh, just, no, I'm not a doggone doctor. All I'm saying is, if you know that your franchise player is sick, you should be on him like white on rice, treating him. IVs. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Just fix him. And they yeah. have been giving him IVs early in the morning. He's been throwing up all night and then waking up and getting he's IVs. Not even, so. He's not even sleeping. He, t- he said that, ho- right. that hotel room in Toronto the other night, he didn't even sleep. And he missed all yeah, the shoot around. He yeah. just he just showed up to the arena. Like seriously, what are y'all doing to really help him? And then another thing is for someone that wants us to believe and trust the process, you have to play better too. You have to show us that you're really playing out there for us to remember, right. even remember the process. Some of the plays he was making in Game Five, I, I was just sitting there. Like, how did he, it, like some of the passes he was making? Some it's not him throwing it away. I was I didn't even know who I was watching. I was like, is this guy? Really? And then he, and then. All of a sudden, in the post, not even Marcus Salt, Ibaka was guarding, who was undersized, and it, it was like Embiid was beating himself. You know, he, he would make a move and then it would dribble off his foot and roll out of bounds, or he would he would try to pass it out and it would go over somebody's head into the crowd. And I was watching and just sitting there like, man, if he does not playing well, like like in game three when he was dominating, we won. When he's not on his game, we're in trouble. Because Simmons, you know, I, I'm a, a fan of Ben Simmons, but the way he's playing in this series, man, even when we're on our highs, like Game 3 and Game 2, and our lows, like Game 5, I mean, you, he's been just flat. and He has been absolutely I, atrocious. I just don't see um, – I just don't – I don't know. I, I really don't have any clue on how to solve it unless he starts hit, like wanting to shoot the ball now. But, again, he's not going to shoot the ball in the playoffs. So he's going to defer to the better shooters. Um, that's stuff you work on in practice and in a regular season. But I'll tell you what, this offseason coming up, regardless of how it ends for us, He's he's got to put in a lot of work, and I'm talking like every minute of every day, just to get, make people even respect you from a jump shot standpoint. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now we're all saying everybody's backing in, closing them in, and now he's he's getting to the rim. He's not even finishing. I mean, how many no. lives have we seen him miss? Those little finger rolls he's putting up, and those aren't even going in. Because he's scared no. of getting hacked. Because like, if you get hacked, then he has to go to the free throw yeah. line, where once again he's a liability. He's only taken for being a point guard and driving to the hoop as much as he does, especially in the series. He's only been to the free throw line, I think, f- twice, maybe three times. I think he's one of four from the foul line. So he's almost playing scared out there. I mean, Jimmy Butler's even telling them to be aggressive. Play your game. Just play your game. If you get hacked, fine. You miss a couple free throws, fine. At this point, please present the threat. Right. Because, like you said last week, 
I see one dog on this team, and that's Jimmy Butler. Yes. Where is everybody else? I see one guy hustling out there. I see one guy trying. Yeah. Where Where is everybody? Where's Tobias Harris? What do you guys think about Tobias Harris? I was just about to ask you guys that. I mean, listen, in my opinion, the way this team's structured, there's no change in it now. Obviously, we're this is round two of the playoffs, but I, I never thought it was structured well. You got a point guard that can't shoot. Reddick's a liability on defense. Tobias and Jimmy are like the same skill set type. I mean, Jimmy's a lot better than Tobias Harris is, but they're kind of the same skill set. They both, you know, they got decent handles. They both can hit the mid range jumper or decent shooters. Um, both rebound the ball at a decent rate and pass, you know. But I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's just frustrating the way the way that game, especially five, ended because, man, I think I think we can really come into the series. I thought we had a legit shot at winning, especially up two one. We gave away game four, which kind of sucked. Yeah. But at the same time, I never just not not one time in the series, even now, where I'm like, man, Toronto is just the better team. To right. me, to me, Tobias. When it comes to your point about Tobias. He he's just been a body out there. I feel like I haven't. Se- he hasn't done anything that has caught my eye. He's just a guy that I've seen out there. But yeah. then, but then that running goes, around that goes and back then, to coaching. Well, yeah. And then as as far as game four, well, while yeah, we were not finishing our chances. I, I thought Toronto was playing phenomenally defensively against us. They were. They, so, they are. Yeah, they, they are a great so, team. Listen, I'm not taking any away with anything away from Toronto. I'm giving them credit, man. They came out, especially oh, in yeah. front of their home crowd in that last game, and just killed us. But I just think. In a, in a way, we're beating ourselves with with us being hurt. Ben Simmons not even I hear you playing. I mean, he's not, he literally comes down and he, I'm like he's almost like going just through the motions like it's a warm up practice or something like that. Just frustrating to watch. Um, I, for me, I'm going to come to Brett Brown's side on this because I think Brett Brown's done a good job in the series um, with the adjustments he made after Game One, kind of moving on from Bovey, putting in Monroe in there, and I think Monroe. He's been decent in, in the backup role. Not in game five. Well, yeah, no one really was in game five except for Jimmy Butler. But, I mean, the way he's rotating, he can only do so much as a coach. You know, he, he's got to – he had to sit his best player because of injury for the end of the regular season. He's got to, like, load – he got to watch his minutes. And, you know, it's just frustrating. You know, he's not healthy. Um, I, I just think the mental the mental aspect of this has to be, like Butler said post game. you just got to stick together now. You know what I mean? You just got to stick together. Game six in front of the Philly tonight. You, you got to come out like do or die. You have to have that attitude, um, or else you're going home. Now Butler seems to me like while listening to him speak when he's doing post game interviews and stuff, he's thinking like he's not saying, "Oh, we're definitely coming out and winning." Like I'm beating and I said we'll be back. Kind of has that attitude like, yeah, "Yo, I'm not, he, he needs to humble." Butler's himself. being like more. He's being being serious. The thing he's like, "We're gonna stick together. There's nothing we can do now. Three two, no looking back. You just got to stick together and fight through game six. CMB responding like that, that's a young player mentality to say that. To, I think he was saying that to Drake. I think he was just frustrated because everybody's doing the airplane. And that's fine, right. but don't don't speak it. Yeah, Actions speak louder than words. Okay, I understand that you're sick, but guess what? The great players step up. I seen Shaq talk about it on um on their pre-show. Yeah, those guys were ripping him, Dude, man. They were and really rightfully ripping. so. Yeah. Him and Charles Barkley was going in on him, yeah. but rightfully so. You are the franchise player. And they also went in on him about his body language. Because you're the franchise player, regardless of how you feel, yeah, it's kind of your body language down. projects the body language of everybody else because everybody's looking to you to be the man. Mm-hmm. So guess what? If you look like you're sick, then everybody's going to play like they're sick. If you're having a good game, everybody's going to look good. It's tit for tat. So regardless of how Embiid feels, he needs to project Confidence. He needs to project like he doesn't have any weaknesses. Listen, now, this uh, is, go ahead, Well, yeah, because I wanted to bring this up to you guys. Like, if Joel Embiid doesn't have another game three tonight, and he has more of like a game five, I, I mean, do you put? I know you really can't put Bobby out there, but I, I just feel like sticking Joel out there while he's not on his game. I, I feel like it, I don't want to say it suffocates the team, but. I feel like he's got to sit for a little. You pull him out. You definitely yeah. have to pull him but out. The, yeah. But the whole thing about it is Embiid still makes a difference on the defensive end. You put Bobby down there at the five, man, that paint is going to be mean, wide open. I mean, yeah, that's true, too. I think you got to give Greg Monroe more minutes if that happens. Because here, for a couple of reasons. One, obviously he's nowhere near as talented as Embiid is. No. But as far as Boban, he can get out and kind of guard Marcus Hall, get up in his face. He's more athletic than Bobby is. Um, and, he, and you know what? 
I'm going to give him the dog, too, because I've seen him down in the paint, man, and he's fighting. He, he's get, he's scrapping for offensive boards to tip backs and putting them in. He's got, like, that mentality, like, man, I'm not letting this guy beat me. He's undersized as a center at 6'10", but compared, like when he's going up against Marcus Saul, guys like that in the paint, he's going after those rebounds, and I respect that a lot out of him. I just think, from a coaching standpoint now for Brett Brown tonight, I think you just got to go back to everybody's strengths. Enough of that motion offense where everybody's cutting and Simmons just kind of driving and kicking out. I think you just got to draw up stuff for Jimmy. We'll ride or die with him. Draw up stuff for Tobias. Tobias is great. I'll come off those screens with those mid-range jump shots. I mean, he makes like every single one of those. You know, you just got to you got to play the game to everybody's strengths. Correct. You know what I mean? And I said this a couple of shows ago. You just have to play the game to everybody's strengths. Get Reddick open for threes. You know what I mean? This is the last game of the season, Tony, if we lose. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? Every, if J.J. Reddick wants to shoot like 17 three-pointers, if he, as long as he's open, fine. You know what I mean? Just He's one of the best shooters in the league. you got to let these guys loose. Tobias, you got to get him more touches. J- Jimmy, when it comes down to it, hopefully it's close in the fourth quarter and just let him do his thing like he usually does. If MB's not healthy, I think you got to pull him out and put Monroe. And I guess you got to throw Bobon. I mean, I'd rather have Bobon out there than Jonah Bolden. I think Jonah Bolden is, is at not. the end of the day. I think we all just want man. I want winners. That's at the end of the day. That's all we want. The thing we I've been. I'm sorry. We don't want. We don't want you guys hanging your heads. We mm-hmm. don't want. Yeah, we rip you guys apart, but it's because we love you. We wouldn't rip you if we didn't love you. Yeah, the whole season, going through the whole season, man. right? Going through the whole season, the ups and downs, seeing the potential that you guys have, and look, the Bucks are going to the conference finals. Yeah, we don't. You, they, there's a legit chance, man. You can beat the Bucks. I'm now, not Kevin Durant's hurt now with the Warriors looking ahead. Even yeah, further. you. It's quite possible you can go to the finals, and you. It's possible. The Sixers can win the finals. It's possible. It's a possibility mm-hmm. because after the Raptors, I'm looking at everybody else's team. I don't see a big man that can really stop Embiid. Embiid can dominate every single team just by himself. It's true. You can win, but you have to come with that energy. You have to come with the dog mentality. You're home at this point. The home crowd is going to be behind you. Yeah. There is no more excuses. Mm-hmm. Your back's against the wall. This is an elimination game for the 76ers. It's ride or die. I want to see how they're going to come yes, out sir. tonight. Go ahead, Tanner. Right, and you were pushing how Jimmy Butler is kind of the captain of this team, and I've noticed over this series that he is telling people to shoot the three. Like uh, game five, he told uh, Greg Monroe he was on the perimeter to shoot the three. He yeah, didn't want yeah that to. was a mistake. He was kind of forcing guys to shoot the three, so I don't He's know He's open. How. You got to take – you know what I mean? I know. Yeah. It's, if it's a guy that's not strong on the three, maybe kick it to someone else. But right. just pressuring someone to shoot the three, I don't know. I was going to bring that up to you too, T. In game three, the soundbite of Jimmy telling Joel to shoot. And I know you, you hate it when Joel takes three-pointers. Yeah, I'm, so. not, I'm not the biggest fan but, of that. But, I mean, he made it. Yeah, he, he made, made it. it but, he made it. But, I mean, I kind of do like seeing Jimmy Butler kind of take the reins like that, mm-hmm. you know. Now, I mean, you don't want to be too much of a pushy captain. But uh, I, 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 I like that because he's definitely taking on a leadership role. Yeah. Uh, you know, just because with uh, Simmons in the position that he is right now uh, and Joel being sick, it, it almost feels like sort of a captainless ship yeah. because it feels like with Joel sick – Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there, there, I feel like I can only do so. Uh, he can only do so much, and uh, I don't want to say it feels like a captainless ship, but I do like to see uh, Jimmy taking just taking initiative. I want to ask you guys about the future now. I mean, if this series ends in, in six or seven games, what, what's the future of Jimmy Butler? And definitely, what's the future of Brett Brown? Do you guys think the Brett Brown sticking around, or Jimmy Butler resigning here, or is he going somewhere else? They need to fight tooth and nail to keep Jimmy Butler here. Because in these playoff series, he's been the only one that stepped up and showed up. And he's obviously showing you how much value that he has. Yeah. I do not want to see Jimmy Butler leave. I don't think anybody wants to see Jimmy Butler leave. I, I just don't th- I don't know the way we're constructed right now. I just don't know if he's going to sit there and say to himself, man, do I see a future here? You know, Because he's going to want to win a ring or two. I tell you what. I tell you what they need to do, though. If we're going to start looking towards the future, looking towards the offseason, and me and Chris spoke on this last week. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. But unless I see Ben Simmons start to shoot a mid-range, increase his free throw percentage, and at least try, at least present the threat of shooting jump shots, I want him traded. That's crazy. I want him traded. Trade up and get Zion. And that's, I'm telling you. That's I'm, absolutely I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm saying this. I see what you're saying, T. I see what you're saying. I'm saying this because of the simple fact that 
if you look at how he is playing, and you look at how he's played the past two years in the playoffs, he holds the offense back in the half court. He's just another body out there. It's 4v5. It's not... <laughs> he's not going to shoot, so they leave him alone. So that's an extra defender that, has, that can defend somebody else. So what's the point of you being out there? Even now in the transition game, he's not finishing at the rim. He's passing off. What, what would you look for in a trade? I'm not, I'm not going to get equal value. I'm not. But the least thing I can do is bring back some shooters that can help him beat out, and Embiid can start passing out of the post when he gets double teamed. That's all I really if, need. If I, Tanner, go ahead. You got something? If you're not going to get equal value, why trade him in the first place? You know what I mean? Because he doesn't, have a player that's because he doesn't fit your offense currently at this point. I see. See, I definitely see what you're saying, I, and that's what I'm saying. I go back to the whole construction thing. I think personally, if I could change two things, I'm, Simmons is too talented of a player just to trade, in my opinion. I mean, I, I think he's got. He's only 22 years old. I see what you're saying the frustration that that we're, the position we're in right now. I get it 100. I'm right there with you. Um, I think JJ Redick for me, and I, I want to resign JJ Redick. Too, I'll be 100 honest with you. But I want to come. I want to bring him off the bench as like a sixth man. Yeah. Because him in that starting lineup, man. It, you know, he's, he's, he wants to be like your X Factor, that secret weapon you bring in off right. the bench, like a Lou Williams. You know, somebody like, not as talented, obviously, as, you know, as Lou Williams, but somebody like that X Factor where you bring in off in that second unit. Because defensively, he's a liability. Exactly. And I, I just, Tobias, the, the way I don't, I think we need a different, Tobias is obviously a great player. I just think the skill set at that four position to surround them with Embiid and Simmons, I don't think he presents that force. You know what I mean? I think. For him, want, I, for him, I think it's the inconsistency. That's he, the biggest yeah, thing right. with him. He I, has the game to play the four spot the way we want him to play it. Yeah. It's the inconsistency play. It's yeah. the inconsistent play that bothers right. us. I, 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 yeah. Like like I said earlier, I don't earlier in the shows, but um, I don't remember a game where we were like, wow, Tobias did really well this game. Like I, I just don't remember. Not since early on. Yeah, I just don't remember a game where it was highlighted as well, Tobias's yeah. game. Well, no, that's not his game. But what he will do is he will add. He adds that extra shooter on the perimeter that you need, especially for Embiid. Right. Because when they start collapsing on them on double teams I, yeah. and they start trapping them, you want them to pass out of that. I, the, the way it's constructed, I just feel like Tobias, and I'm not saying I want to downgrade in talent because this is kind of, that's kind of what I'm making it sound like. You want you want somebody. I'm not saying you don't want somebody as good as Tobias, right. you know. But I think we just need somebody in that four position that's more of like a role player, almost like a Dario or somebody like that. Because when he was here, obviously we weren't as talented, but we were more like we everybody knew their role. You know, I mean, we had Covington there for defense. You know, he didn't need the ball in his hands like Jimmy Butler to create and stuff. He kind of looked for his open shots, looked for his, his drives, and he was mostly there for his defense. And Dario. In the filling in the Tobias role, Dar, Tobias needs the ball in his hands too to be effective. Correct. Dario, same, pretty good shooter from the outside, and he was a hustler, man. He would he would fight for those rebounds inside, and he he would have some good post presence. I mean, he had a couple a couple. I mean, they had him on out in the perimeter for the most part. But for me, the way it's constructed now is just I, I feel like everybody is kind of needing the ball, and I feel like the way we were, we were constructed before. Obviously, a lot less talented, but everybody kind of knew the role and they kind of all fit together. Correct. It's kind of more a, a better flow to it. So I think looking ahead to tonight's game, if we can just let the guys get their touches and play their strengths, I hope Embiid's healthy because if he's not, it's a loss. Yep. And at the day, you need to deliver. Listen, boots to asses. Yeah. That's what. That's your mentality. That's that'll be your mentality. Yep. This game, no excuses. Definitely. I want before we drop the basketball topic. I wanted to talk to you about what's happening. In the, Elsewhere in the NBA playoffs, Kyrie loses last night. Could be his last ha! game as a Celtic. Now that did make me smile. Is it is it Kyrie Irving's last game as a Celtic last night? Oh yeah, I think so. Definitely. Where do you guys think he's going? That's a good. That, I mean, everybody keeps saying New York. I mean, okay, he, can he go could to go. New people York, were saying. I heard. I heard Brooklyn this morning to team up with D'Angelo Russell. How crazy would that be? Yeah, but that's two primary ball handles. I know. I'm just saying. But he he put this and we saw what happened, how frustrated he got when he played with a primary ball handler with LeBron James. So I don't know if that's going to work out. Yeah. And technically, Brooklyn, that's 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 D'Angelo's team. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's on record as saying that he wants his he wants his own team. So I was watching a game last night. And I just see the Bucks. Man, the Bucks are are a good team. They what? got a, there's guys on that team where you probably don't know their names. Like guys like Nikola Mirotic, Pat Connaughton, and they're out there just balling. Malcolm Brogdon comes back healthy last night. Eric Bledsoe. George Hill, the veteran point guard out there balling out. Here's the scary part. Giannis only scored 20 points. And yeah. they blew out the Celtics. Your star player only scored 
20 points. Your your star player was a role player mm-hmm. for that game. Mm-hmm. And they blew a the team Kyrie, like the Celtics that whole series. He went 6 for 21, I mean, And Kyrie man. was horrible. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even just last night, the whole series. I mean, he just played so poorly. And you're not used to seeing that. We all know who Kyrie Irving is super talented. I don't know if he can be the man after watching the last season with the Celtics. I mean, look with him, LeBron. He was such a great like number Second two. Man, yeah. You know, he was, and I don't know why. I don't. I don't. I just. I never understood that. The whole point of team play is to play as a team, regardless of your role. Yeah. Listen, if you're good in that role and you're producing in that role, you're getting paid for being in that role. Play your role. Every man in this league, and there's probably a handful of them, but every man in this league is a solid, has solid height and talent, obviously. But but as from a forward standpoint, it's almost like that six eight, six nine Kawhi, Durant, you know, LeBron, obviously, guys like that, where it's just like, okay, they're the man. I know you don't, you rarely ever see a point guard kind of be the man and lead a whole team. I mean, obviously in the past, I'm I'm, I'm probably blanking on some in the past right now, but from what I've seen and from what I've been watching over the last couple seasons, I've been watching, you know, NBA. You know, throughout the whole season, maybe for I don't know, maybe five, six years now. But from a point guard standpoint, to take a team, I mean, Curry, I guess you could say. But I mean, with the talent he had around him, I just feel like Kyrie, he needs that second man. He needs that guy that he needs that LeBron back almost. People are saying he could go to Los Angeles and join LeBron again. I mean, that would be crazy. But I don't um, see that happening. The series, the series between the Rockets and the Warriors has been great. I mean, every game in that series. It's, but the last the last night especially, I, I had to stay up for that one. Durant gets hurt, yeah. and I'm thinking, man, the Rockets they got to win this game. And Harden kind of didn't have his best fourth quarter moments, but um, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun to watch so far. Um, hopefully, I know that with the Sixers hasn't gone well. That, but. that series is interesting because of the simple fact that now, I mean, they said with um, Durant that it's only a calf strain, thankfully, so he right. might be out for a couple weeks. But that couple week difference could be the the difference the whole in, finals, maybe. Yeah, you know? that could be the difference in the Warriors making the finals or not. I mean, Curry, the way he's playing in the this series hasn't been his. You know, I feel like everybody has kind of defer to Durant. You know, I gotta get the ball in Durant's hands. Curry's been a while since he has to. Everybody went to him. I mean, he's been great, obviously, but it's been a couple years, maybe a year or two, since he's been like the guy, obviously. So, um, listen, it's been fun to watch. I, I'm hoping the Bucks. If the, even if the the Bucks play, they're going to be favored if they play us or Damn. Toronto. Um, and I think, looking on paper right now, they're probably the best team in the East. They are. But, man, you see like a Warriors-Bucks finals. The Bucks going to the finals for the first time in a long time. Yeah. I, and that would be would fun, be, man. Yeah, that, that would be, be interesting. That would be good and fun uh, to watch. And me personally, I know this is probably not the popular thing to say. I'm not probably going to get ripped for it, but I was tired of seeing LeBron James in the finals. Just like I'm tired of seeing the Warriors in the finals. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I could, I could care less about ratings. I'll be yeah. tired of seeing the Warriors in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of seeing them in the finals, and I got tired of seeing LeBron in the finals. Yep. Yep. I got sick and tired of it because you're going to get the same results. I'm tired of seeing the same players. I want to see some of these unknown or not really known teams get to the finals. Yep. I like seeing that. Nah. Uh, this this offseason is coming up. It's going to be crazy. Some of these free agents, where's Anthony Davis going and things like that, he could join LeBron. Uh, even okay. if he does, I mean, he, they, he literally tried to trade like his whole team at the well, deadline well, to get Anthony off, Davis. First off, LA got to get found a coach first because apparently Ty Lue said, "No, nah, I'm not going. I'm not going." They to offered this, him. They offered drama. him like three years, eighteen million dollars. He said no. He wanted a five year deal. Like, I'm not, what? what is it? Why? Why would you turn that down? Would you, Coach the Lakers? Okay, but Ty Lue, Ty Lue knows how LeBron is. Would you right. really want to sign yourself for three more years of dealing with LeBron's I mean, drama I, and I, him telling you what to do? And you're supposed to be the right. head coach? Yeah, you're, uh, you're just a guy that wears a suit. LeBron's the coach. You, you, you're and a guy. GM, right? You, yeah. you, you wear a suit and you collect $18 million. Yeah, that's pretty What's much. What's the problem? Yeah, yeah but. You get to live a, out in L.A. for a couple years there. But it's a I'm, man. <laughs> but, okay, it's a man ego thing. I wouldn't, want some, I wouldn't want somebody telling me what to do, and I'm supposed to be the I, head coach. I will happily be yelled at by one of my players and collect $18 million. No, absolutely mm. not. Not on no national TV, and I'm supposed to be the coach. You're not yelling at me. I don't care. I'm getting paid. Last a month. I'm getting paid. I will slap True. a suspension on your behind. <laughs> then you look the like the yeah. Oh, LeBron's behind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, my behind. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not you. Not. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's go to the Phillies now. Quietly, the first place Phillies. Well, first, let's start off with uh, rest in peace to the the former Phillies president, yes. David Montgomery, who Definitely. passed away yes. over the week. Yes. Cancer 72, man. Yeah. Man. That's crazy. Rest in peace. Yes. David Montgomery. 
Jared well, it's a World Series. Yeah. Jared Eichhoff was able to um, what a game he have had. a Dude. beautiful eight innings in tribute to him. Only allowed three hits. So Eichhoff played well. I mean, pitched really well yesterday. Yes. And again, another week of this show, another week of uh, the pitchers. You know, inconsistency and consistency. Now Eichhoff just comes out with eight solid innings. Yes. You know, watching that first game of that series, Velasquez gets like absolutely blown up. That was that. In my opinion, that was Velasquez's first bad game, like bad, bad. I, I know his start before he mm-hmm. gave up three runs, got pulled by yeah. the, the fourth, but that start yeah, against he, the Cardinals, he just shaking off real Mutel. Yeah, and yeah. Him I know bombs. him and him and JT aren't really mixed in together, and he's really persistent on that fastball. Yeah, it doesn't seem. And, so. and then every time he throws, he gets hit over the fence. Right, that's mm-hmm. uh, frustrating. But honestly, JT knows what to do, so I'd say listen yeah. to JT. Eflin had another uh, another good start the mm-hmm. other night. Yeah, listen. You gotta you gotta keep throwing him out there every fifth day. The way I mean, the way he's pitching right now, I agree. Probably your hottest pitcher. Probably he could, and, and Nola's finally looking like he's turning yep. things around. Yeah, Nola finally had a quality start. Well, you know, yeah. it's about damn time. Yes, it is. In St. Louis too, which is you know that ballpark stuff to play in. Plus another, they were St. Louis. I don't know if they were in first place for a little bit there. I know, the, I think the Cubs are now, but the, winning two out of three in St. Louis. Yeah, definitely not, take that. And then you're, now sure. we're going to Kansas City. One of the you know weaker teams in baseball. And hey Tanner, um, your your boy the other night hit a grand slam. Yeah, well, I mean he's he got out of his slump that he had going on, but I haven't seen anything in the field to make me still take back <laughs> what I said because he's supposed to do. He's supposed to hit the ball over the fence. That's why we have him. Yeah. And I mean, we have other guys that oh, can do man. that. We'll yeah. get the DH one day. Reese Hoskins. <laughs> Listen, this division. I mean. The, the Mets lost yesterday. The Braves are losing. They lost again last night to Kershaw. Kershaw, um, he, he pitched, Kershaw last night pitched another great game. That was another late start out in L.A., so um, not a lot of people caught it. But the way we're playing right now, just just be consistent. Two out of three. Yeah, you know, exactly. Everything's I mean, not gonna, you're not going to sweep every team. I, I, I still don't feel secure, even though we have a three-and-a-half uh, game lead. But it, it, looking at all the standings, like last week I was talking about how much worse the Phillies' record was in comparison to all the other first-place teams. Yeah. And it's now evened out. Everyone's either, uh, other than the Dodgers, everyone's either 21, 22, or 23 wins. Where are the Dodgers at? 25. 25 wins. Dodgers are a good team. By the way, I wish we we had this conversation last year because I wanted to have a conversation about this last year. Where did they dig Max Muncy from? I don't. I, I, He's kind of got your looking beard, though. I, yeah, he does. But for some reason, I just don't like the guy. <laughs> just because he showed up out of nowhere and is like, me off. and he's now like their. I mean, what they got? Bellinger three, him four. They, they got some Justin Turner's in there. Chris Taylor, Justin they, Turner, geez, yeah, and, AJ Pollock. I mean, geez, they got everybody. They got a lot because I mean, other than like Bellinger and uh, like Turner. I feel like they have a lot of really good role players that I would love to have Jock on this Peterson. team. Jock Peterson is very, in my opinion, very underrated. I feel like he's he, good, man. He, he's yeah. a great Listen, center fielder. Th- their bullpen's okay yeah. too with Jansen that bang out of it, and then they got the rotation finally fully healthy. Now Rich Hill comes back for them. Oh my Kershaw God. looking like his usual self. The Walker Bueller, like almost like a second ace on that team. That, exactly. He's going to be when 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 the time comes when Kershaw's done. That is their ace, and he's going to be one of the best. He had a struggle to the start of the season, but he's pitching insane right now. That's the only oh, yeah. team. That, I mean, the Brewers. I think the Brewers are still great. Christian Yelich, he's been playing out of his mind. That's the only person I've ever seen like carry a baseball team by himself. <laughs> like every at bat, I just want to stop and watch his at bat because I know he's going to hit it over the fence. Like, it's he, crazy. He's playing insane baseball lately. I, I knew he was good. I didn't think he was this good. Christian no. Yelich, like back when Miami, said you saw potential here and there. Back when yeah. he was Miami, yeah, you didn't know he's going to turn into this. He won MVP two years in a row. It's possible. What a crazy outfield that was. Him, Marcelo Zuna, John Carlos Stanton. Jeez, the Yankees with yeah. Stanton back with the Yankees now, and they're they're decimated by injuries. They're still oh, yeah. up there fighting for that. They might be first place now. Them or Tampa? Are they? Did they catch up that quick? Because I know they're they, up there. They have they have they're like six games over five hundred. I think. I don't know if they're oh, ahead, yeah, ahead of Tampa. You hit the nail right on the head. Are they ahead of Tampa now? Uh, no, they're. But they're uh, close. Six, two, two games behind. Two games Tampa. back. Yeah, six over five hundred. So 
they're playing well. Well, Boston's starting to find their way too because yeah. they start out really slow. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to dive in. I know this, the playoffs are going on, so I was trying to like I'll flip it on. You know, I'd see like all right, let's see like some baseball. I'm trying to get trying to stay yeah, focused on it because there was a week or two there where it was like oh the, man, the Phillies were having that rough patch, and I was yeah, you know like, what, I'm not man, watch this. It's frustrating to watch, but I I, I just think um, Cesar Hernandez now hitting over 300. That's quietly. crazy. Yeah, that's you that's that? crazy. Like, that is crazy. Yeah. I think he noticed that his spot was in danger. Yeah, yeah, he had a leadoff yesterday. Three for five, three RBIs, I believe. Yeah. Yep, yeah. three Home RBIs. Runs. Oh, and I also seen something that ought to put a smile on Max's face. Aaron Altair getting uh, getting that designation. Yes, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it was a happy day. It was a very it's happy day. It's funny to me, too. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know how he lasted that long. Somehow, he was awful last year, and he he somehow... Like managed to hit I mean, worse. I mean, don't get me wrong; it was a losing season. But a couple of years ago, he was hitting like two fifty at over twenty home runs. Yeah, that, some guy. I was reading an article. Some guy tried to make it seem like he was a good player. Like, oh, this guy will get <laughs> this, this guy will get picked up. You know, as a solid bench bat. And I was like, man, he's like over oh, his last twenty seven. I'll tell you, sure. someone that he's better than is Andrew Knapp. I don't know how Andrew. Knapp is that that's, that's my Aaron Altair. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's my Aaron Altair. Well, the, the difference is outfielders. Are you kidding? They're a dime a dozen. Catcher's a different story because you need a backup catcher. You know I, what I mean? <laughs> I mean, Scott Andrew Kingery is <laughs> Scott Kingery. They've yeah. already talked yeah, about Scott, Scott Kingery being the emergency backup catcher. So there you go. There's your backup. Well, that only has to play like one day a week. That's the, that's the <laughs> only thing. I mean, he's not out there to like play every day. Altair was getting at like Altair played almost every day. He would just get in there and pitch hit, right? Yeah. <laughs> so jeez. Oh, um, I like the, the, the McCutcheon's been shaky. I want to get your guys' opinion on Kutch. I feel like he's. I don't know if he, he looks a little. Banged up to me, almost like Andrew McClutchin. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not as a lately. Um, he will be. <laughs> McCutchin hasn't. He's been our leadoff hitter. Mm. The way Cesar's hitting, especially last night, almost makes me think like, man, why Cesar give him an opportunity to lead off spot every day? I mean, why not? If he's hitting over three hundred, shoot. And that's what I'm saying. He went three for five in the leadoff spot last night. Hit a yeah, homer. Cutch isn't playing his best. Why don't you just put Cutch down around like the six hole? You know where Odubel's hitting, or Cesar in the sixth or seventh. Move Odubel down to the, the seventh spot behind or in front of Franco. Yeah, and Cesar up there. Yeah, nothing wrong with switching the lineup up every once in a while. And get a get a chance to get a player get himself together. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, um, I mean, like we said last week, Max, this is a long season. Baseball yeah. is a long, long season. And uh, beginning of the season, Andrew McCutcheon was great. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it's just you know it's a normal thing in baseball. You you have your ups and downs. Uh, he's still a patient hitter. Mm-hmm. He he'll still run up the count. He uh, it's just you know he's just not hitting the ball quite right. No, that's about it. And I, I'm sure in a couple weeks he'll he'll be just fine. And then we'll be talking about how Cesar's struggling. It, it, it's it's just the way the baseball season goes. Yes. And um, it, it, I, I man I I still feel like even though you know we're not comfortably in first, but we're we're moving along smooth enough i still want to improve this pitching this yeah. from the rotation or from the bullpen standpoint yes so both <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay and uh more of the rotation honestly uh i i just I, I know i've been saying it last show and the show before that and the show before that i i want to get a lefty in here just to change it up a little yeah. i mean i know probably throughout the season we'll probably be calling up you know De Los Santos first start here and there. Ranger Suarez. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, from what I've seen from both of them, I really like what I saw from uh, De Los Santos. Yeah. Ranger Suarez, not so much, but it's a lefty. I, I would. Le- I, I just want to see what we got in them. Uh, but I would still be shopping around. And I'm sure. I'm sure they're shopping around, seeing what what's available out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, I, I, feel, I agree with I feel you. It's, I feel they gotta. They gotta make a change because. Look every, at the other teams in the NL. That's what, that's what I'm looking at. Every, like Dodgers every, are up there. Like you got Every fifth day is, you know, it's never going to be a good good guy out mm-hmm. there. And uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe Pavetta will finally figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and I hope. Yeah. I mean, man, I still hope. I think he's got serious potential. Oh yeah. I want to end on some football talk here, T. I wanted to yes. ask you a few questions about uh-huh. this here. All right, I'm ready. All right, I see. That, I see. We got Zach Brown. Yes. Solid linebacker. I also saw. What I thought was an underrated move, Blake Countess. Ooh, so I saw him yeah. play with the Rams. Oh yes, I he was agree. pretty good in that secondary. So we, your we restructured guys. his contract. Yes, too, so. we drafted him in the sixth round a couple drafts ago, 
And um, listen, I like I like the moves that Howie's doing. I have my doubts. I'll be the first to admit it because as I complained last show that they only drafted one player, one defensive player yes. out of five. And that was a huge concern to me because I think you had some holes on that defense. Mm-hmm. But, of course, Howie doing Howie things. First off, here's, here's how crazy the impact of Zach Brown signing is. First off, you replace Jordan Hicks, and now you can put Nigel Bradham back at that outside linebacker Oh, he's position. so good in the outside Zach, linebacker. Zach Brown, as a middle linebacker, gave us fits since he's been drafted to the Redskins. Yeah. So you're getting a guy who's a run stuffer. You're getting a guy who can drop back into pass coverage. You're getting a sound tackler. You're getting a smart player. And here's the impact. Because he was drafted after the draft. I mean, he was signed after the draft. Yeah. And first off, to only sign him for one year for $3 million, dude, mm-hmm. you're getting a hell of a bargain. But that's what I was going to ask you. Like, he's such a talented player. Does the age really factor in that much? I mean, he's 29 years old. He got a one-year $3 million. What, I mean, he's it's super not, talented. It's <laughs> Sometimes players just go by the wayside. I, I really don't understand what it is because at 29 years old, you're still an effective linebacker. Brian, Ar- Brian Erlacher was doing it strong till he was like, what, 34, yeah. 35 years old. So I don't think age was a factor. But, man, the ultimate thing that I want to say is I keep doubting Howie. Yeah. I keep saying to myself, man, that, what the heck is Howie doing? But he just keeps making moves that, you know, just surprise me. And going back to the point of what I was saying um, about him – Signing after the draft, now because he because we signed him after the draft, he's we're not going to lose a compensatory pick for next season. Definitely, and, and like, we get the secondary help too. I mean, Zach Brown's yes. a stud, and then we get Blake Countess in yes. secondary now. Yes. I mean, I don't see why we can't win a Super Bowl. We got to be one of the favorites up there. So I'm um, I'm sorry, Howie, and I'm going to give myself one of these. You big dummy! Uh, I'll you gladly think- take. Do you think there are any more moves that we need to make? We still have Nadama Kangasu out there, Eric Berry, Jamie Collins. I mean, Jamie Collins is a linebacker. He's really built for a 3-4 outside linebacker position, so I don't think he would necessarily fit. Um, I don't necessarily see him as a 4-3 edge. So He's definitely not an edge guy. No. Yeah. Nadama Kangasu interests me. Yeah, you can never have too many defensive linemen you that are can't. solid. And the you way know? we rotate our defensive players – I'm trying to think. It would be Fletcher Cox, Malik Jackson. Terry Jernigan is in there, Tim too. Tim Jernigan. Man, if we sign Sue. The only problem with Sue is his contract. He's probably going to want a lot for that one-year contract. But at this what point, are you talking about? He said he'll play here for free. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, after the draft, it would be kind of, you know, he wouldn't get that big of a contract. I think Sue goes to the Patriots. Of course. Why not? Because they get everything. (laughs) The only thing with Sue is that what concerned me is his on-field antics. Now, me personally, I like him because they're old school. But that doesn't fly in today's game anymore. So that would be the only thing that would concern me with Sue. But, man, if we were to come out of nowhere and sign the Dhammakung Sue, oh, my goodness. That'd be pretty cool. Dude. You, want, you want Sue, Tanner? You'd be uh, like, I like them. I, I mean, I have a Dhammakung Sue jersey. Uh, there you go. Nice. There you go. Especially when he was <laughs> on agree. the Lions. He was just a monster, and I liked it. No, I agree. Just if, if Sue's out there, hey, listen, you can never have too much talent on a football team. No. Injuries happen, things like that. And then, like I said, the way we rotate our defensive players, I think that would be awesome. I agree 110%. I mean, that would, that would be an awesome second line with Tim Jernigan and Adama Kung Su. It wouldn't be uh, a guard-center combination yeah. in the NFL that would stop those two. I mean, you look at this team as a whole from top to bottom, man. you got some solid offensive weapons. You do. Healthy Carson. Hopefully the offensive line's bolstered. we got a running. We got Jordan Howard. Yep. Be a trade. And now we got Miles Sanders to back him up. Yep. So offense is looking great. You come to the defensive side of things. Mm-hmm. Gimli Jackson. Now, you know, I, I know – we signed Brandon Graham. Yep. Chris Long's probably not coming back nah, now. I think but, he's going to retire. But, man, the, the defensive line's looking good. The secondary, we saw promises last year late we, in the season we in the did, playoffs. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I want to say something right here, right now on these airwaves. Mm-hmm. If, <laughs> why you say, uh oh, it's not going to be bad. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's a positive thing. Yeah, Chris. it's a positive thing. Yeah. I'm going to say this right now. I don't want to see Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby as our starting outside corners. I'm saying that right now. I want Sidney Jones and I want Russell Douglas as our outside corners, and I want either Avante Maddox at that safety position, or I want uh, Cravion LeBlanc. In Maddox the slot. flies out there in the secondary. Yes, and he flies around. He's you undersized, cannot, but you cannot have you cannot sit that talent on the bench. That kind of talent on the bench. And listen, I'm I've explained it before, and I'm going to explain it again. 
if you put Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills out there at that outside corner spot. Their games are – their games – quarterbacks can pick that apart because yeah. Jalen Mills plays so far off the line of scrimmage. I've never been a big Jalen Mills fan, to be honest with you. I kind of think he was terrible. He plays so far off the line of scrimmage that you can pick apart. You can pick that apart. And the same thing goes with Ronald Darby. But here's the thing. Jalen Mills is a pretty good tackler, but his coverage skills suck. And that's putting it nicely. Where Jalen Mills... That's true. I mean, where Ronald, where, where Ronald Darby, he has the cover skills. I've compared him. He doesn't have Deion Sanders' cover skills, but he has Deion Sanders' tackling skills. Okay, he can't tackle. Jalen Mills, his size is, is what's keeping him in the league. The 6-2 frame of his. That's what's keeping him around. But he I needs think, to play safety uh, yeah. at that speed. He does not need to be playing outside corner. And then he's so... He gets eaten alive. I he, mean, that game against the Vikings last year, Adam Thielen like, was just toying with him on every one He is so susceptible to double moves. And I mean, it does not matter if he's pressing you at the line of scrimmage. It does not matter if he's playing off. You can hit a double move on Jalen Mills, and we've mm-hmm. seen it for two years in a row now, mm-hmm. and you will burn by him with the quickness. I think I can hit a double move on him, and I'm 260. So, like, <laughs> and I can beat him. <laughs> but I'm just saying, look... The good news is if it doesn't work out for Jalen Mills, we got guys. You know, we got depth in the secondary. I'm not saying, you know, we got anybody we look at right now. Right. It's like, man, he's a stud, but he's got talent. Right. I mean, this, everybody there has has potential is what I'm saying. This is the first time in a long time where I've been actually confident in the secondary. But I just hope that the defensive coaching staff does the right thing and starts the right players. Because starting Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills on the outside, that's not going to be a smart move. What do you think, Tanny? You think Ronald Darby? I definitely think you got to start in a corner. But Jalen Mills, on the other hand, I'm not so sure. But I know you're kind of you're a decent Jalen Mills fan. I think really? for the most part. No, nah, nah, I just think whoever we have starting needs to start until we find someone different. I mean, there's no way around it. We have these guys, and we have them for a reason. So we can't I can't really I, do anything. You know, you're not just going to go like cut them all and then just sign a bunch of. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not, you know no, no, no. I mean? I'm not saying cut them. That's definitely not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is you have young talent who I feel as though is better suitable for the type of defense that you play. You you put more value into your pass rushing than you do your secondary. So you're going to want corners who can cover for a period of time. And when that pass rush, and then you don't blitz, so you're sending four constantly. Mm-hmm. Well, offensive lines can pick up that four-man pressure. I mean, don't get me wrong. Our pass rushes are pretty good. But there's going to be times where that offensive line is going to give that the opposing quarterback five, six seconds, five, six, seven seconds in that mm-hmm. pocket. And now you're relying on your secondary to pick up that slack mm-hmm. because your defensive line didn't pick up, didn't yeah. pick up, didn't do their job. So you need those cover corners. There's no getting around that. Yeah. And we've seen that last year. Where at times where our defensive lines were shut down in the passing game and the secondary was exposed because the quarterback had a long enough time to yeah. sit there in the pocket, wait for somebody to get open, and a pass was completed, sometimes right in front of our corners. Definitely. And that got annoying after a while. Ten other topics real quick. Well, I do have something to say about Chris Long, and I think if we do lose Chris Long as a player, I think it would be great to just keep him around as part of the staff. And I know we wouldn't lose much in playing ability-wise because he did sit out uh, a lot of the game. But I think just having him on the bench in present, having him share his experience and his knowledge of football would be good. I agree with that. I agree with that. And also I have another thing to say. I don't know if you guys heard this comment, but Odell did say he was going to turn the Browns into the new Patriots. Yeah, I heard he wants to stay there for like years down the road too. Which I would say first we have to – Make sure the Patriots aren't the Patriots. Anymore. Oh, good well, we, for we, you. I mean, it's already going downhill because Baker Mayfield isn't Tom Brady. So, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. The pa- first, the Patriots have yeah. to stop playing as the Patriots. Yeah, that's <laughs> first. Yeah, Tom, Tom Brady has to finally retire. So, yeah. and I don't see that happening according to him for another four to five years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good luck with that. But I do believe in the Cleveland Browns, and I do think that they'll get. It'll be fun to watch this year, definitely. Yeah. They are. Chris, they I wanted to talk to you about hockey real quick. I know you've been chomping at the bit over there. It's been a fun. It's been a fun couple series lately. The, the, okay, yeah, the the couple games series have been great. It, your team got swept, the Islanders. Yeah, and uh, I really thought the Islanders were going to be no, solid this no, year. No, I didn't. I didn't believe in the Islanders. As long as Boston loses, I'm cool with it. What I wanted to bring up was the Flyers hired two loser head coaches as assistant coaches. I don't know what and, the hell that was all about. And uh, literally, the one guy, Mike Yo, 
this year as the head coach of the St. Louis Blues said to the media. Wait a second. Craig Berube wasn't the coach the whole season? No. Really? He's not. Because he's been great Mike, for them. Mike Yo started this season as the head coach of the St. Louis Blues. He and got they were fired. terrible. They were the worst team in hockey. Yes. They Why were, would we hire him? They were at one point because he was already here. And I, he already said to the media, yeah, I should be fired because of the bad job I'm doing. Yeah, that's a great thing to say to the media for future employers. And, of course, the Flyers hire him because we're Philadelphia. Yeah. And, uh, and then Michelle Terrian, who is just – that he, he's a moron. <laughs> to put it lightly, he's a moron. <laughs> Listen, I- he, this is a guy who over the summer on golf trips would mm-hmm. trash talk his own players – and and you know, I I don't know how he didn't get fired from Montreal yeah. four years ago, but I I do not like either of these head coaching hires. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're better assistant coaches. Not, than they're coaches. not going to change the players. All the players are still there. Yeah, no, they they, they you know what I mean? there's got to be a change. This, I hope so. This whole regime has been here too long. Yeah, I love Giroux. This I love Giroux. This um. Okay. Uh, no, go ahead. No. I, want, I want to finish this conversation because yeah, we no. haven't talked hockey on the show. I know you're into it, so I want no, to finish I, this conversation because I'm with you on this. We've already seen this core of players not win. I love Giroux. I can't stand Jake Voracek. I need him out of here. Uh, and there's a bunch of talk about uh, Ghost mm-hmm. probably going to be traded. He's the top prospect for being traded. He has the most tradable contract. He's the flashiest defenseman on this team. He's the guy you're probably going to get the most value for. I hope, and I if hope there's so. A change, I hope there's change. I hope there is. If there's the change, he's going to be the centerpiece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and heading into the heading into free agency, if Eric Carlson does not sign with the San Jose Sharks, that would be the only defenseman I would entertain with an offer. We don't want to be signing st- – Great guys like this, especially I, veterans that are in huge well, contracts. We want to kind of grow our young core up, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, and I do agree with you. But as far as this defensive core, they're mm-hmm. one. They're one guy away. Now, if you trade away Ghost, eh, you still got a couple guys behind him. You got Samuel Moran. You got Mark Friedman. Yeah. Igor Zamula. There's plenty of young. That's what we need to fix up. I think the defenseman just you, def- you got to start from the goalie. We got our goalie now. Let's oh move yeah. up to the defenseman, and then we get our skilled players. Carhartt's not going anywhere. See what I mean? So real quick, I want your Stanley Cup. Prediction final. Not the winner. I just want the prediction. Oh, the the final two? I'm going to go San Jose, and I hope to guy Carolina. Carolina? San Jose, Carolina. You know, you're not a big Boston Bruins fan, I know. But Carolina, they just swept the Islanders. I don't see why they can't, you know? if I, I can't say naughty words, but uh, if I could talk about Brad Marchand, just punching guys <laughs> in the back of the head and skating away. Worst player. I, I hate you, Brad. All right, guys. Tune in next week. Back Street Sports. Thursdays, 11 to noon. New time. That's what I need to see tonight out of the Sixers. All right, peace, Let's go Sixers. Let's go Sixers.